conflict is not scary when you learn to stay in the present moment. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. Thank you so much for being here with me today. The Language Alchemy Podcast is your place to reflect on how you use language to communicate, and it's also your place to learn transformative communication tools that can bring forth peace, harmony, compassion, equality, and equity to your life, your relationships, and all members of our human family right now. Yes, this is your weekly transformative communication podcast workshop where you get to connect to your capacity to show up and communicate as the conscious, compassionate, and mature adult that you are. And something that's really needed right now with all the pain and suffering that our human family is going through is to be practitioners of peace, ambassadors of peace, instruments of peace, models of peace. Peace starts within and it spreads out into our intimate relationships, into the relationships with the people in our lives, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our community. And that is how it can have a ripple effect to radiate out into bigger groups like our neighborhoods, our towns, our provinces, our states, our countries, our whole world. I've been studying the language of peace and the language of war for decades. And in today's podcast episode, I want to direct your awareness to two words that have a huge role in having a human conflict become a war. First of all, if you've been following me for some time, you've probably heard me say that I don't teach communication formulas or communication rules to my communication coaching clients and students. Why? Because communication depends on the context. So rather than teaching you a formula or a rule that could be useful in one context and completely useless and even harmful in another context, I teach you and my communication coaching clients and students to cultivate awareness about how you are communicating during conflict, what your intention is, what your values are, whether you have an agenda, what's happening with your internal communication system, to notice the impact of your communication and be open to the responses and feedback about how you are communicating. All this requires presence. It requires to learn to be present and stay in the present moment, especially when you're having a conflict. As you heard me say in previous episodes about conflicts, 
In fact, I've recorded several episodes about conflicts all throughout the podcast and more specifically in the last four episodes from episode 120 to this one, 124. You've heard me say before that conflicts are part of our human experience, of our human relatedness. Conflicts are inevitable when we live, work, and interact with other human beings. Somebody at some point will have a different idea, a different need, a different value, a different opinion from yours. And when that happens, voila, you may be in a conflict. And I'm not suggesting here that conflict is a fight. In fact, I recorded a podcast episode on this, and that is episode number 67, titled Conflict Can't Be Scary. I'll add the link in the show notes. And the truth is, That conflict doesn't have to be scary, which is my point in episode number 67. That's true. Conflict doesn't have to be scary when you learn to stay in the present moment. And how do you do that? That's what you're going to learn here. I'm going to say it again. Conflict is not scary when you learn to stay in the present moment. Because when you learn to stay in the present moment, conflict doesn't escalate and become a fight. One way to stay in the present moment is to be very aware of the language, the specific words you are using. When you stay in the present moment, it means you only talk about what just occurred. So the scope of the conflict needs to be defined and stay within the limits of the now or the most recent. You only talk about this idea in question, this different opinion, this seemingly opposing need, this value that seems contrary to your value, this behavior that caused hurt and commotion, this situation that is painful and intense. This one interaction that is stimulating something uncomfortable in you or the other person. This is how you use language skillfully to stay in the present moment. So for example, if when you get together with people over the holidays, you encounter a relative with very different political ideas from yours and you find yourself in a conflict with them, just stay in the present moment and only talk about this one idea you are having an issue with right now. Refrain from reminding your relative that you had another conflict with them in the past. Refrain from telling them that you know they are oppositional and labeling them that way. Refrain from mentioning the past, such as seeing that they picked up a fight with someone else in the family some years ago. Why? Because if you talk about what happened in the past, you are leaving the present moment. And if you're calling them names, you are leaving the present moment. So now the conflict is much bigger. It's not just about the now, it's about days, months, weeks, years decades of grievance. And if you're calling them names, if you're accusing them of doing this with others, those others and other situations are not in the present moment. When you do that, you abandon the now 
And when you abandon the now, the conflict escalates. And unless the other person is able to stay present, it will most likely become a fight. Yes, you escalate the conflict unnecessarily when you leave the present moment and go to a generic past, which is usually inaccurate because in the example I just gave you, if you tell your relative that every time they get together with a family, they pick a fight, I am sure we could find evidence of family gatherings, a birthday, a graduation, a sports game, a funeral, some kind of gathering in which this relative did not have an argument with anyone. When you are in a conflict and you leave the present moment, when you leave the now and things escalate, you usually use one of two words that are general, abstract, and that are usually jabs or weapons. These two words are always and never. So using the example of a relative who has a different political opinion from yours, in that context, these two words would sound like this. You always pick up a fight with people in the family. You never listen. You always want to be the center of attention. You never bother to check what you call facts that are actually not based in reality. Or it may be that you use these two words, always and never, to talk about yourself. And that also escalates the conflict. For example, when you say something like, I'm always the one who has to apologize. I never argue with you. I'm always kind, polite, and generous. I'm never argumentative. A third way in which we use the words always and never is when you refer to both of you. And you express something such as, we can never and will never agree on this. Or, we always get into a shouting match. Or, we never have a civil conversation. We always fight. And there's one more way in which the words always and never escalate a conflict. This is when you say things like, it will never change. It's always like this. It will never be any different. So after hearing these examples, can you see how when you use the words always or the word never, you leave the present moment, the now? Can you see how when you use one or both of these two words, the scope of the conflict expands to other times in the past? And sometimes you make statements about the future, a future that you actually have no certainty will come to pass. Can you see how when you use the word never or the word always, the accusation is more weighty or how it puts you and the other person in a more serious oppositional stance and it creates what I described in podcast 120, the self-other split. And if you haven't listened to podcast 120, I highly recommend you do. I'll add the link in the show notes. Now, can you see how when you use the words always and never, these words are so generic and abstract that they're not accurate. Can you see how if we had a camera and had been able to record every single second of the interactions that you and the person you're having a conflict with had, we would find examples of the opposite of what you are framing within a never or always context? 
For example, if you say that the other is always rude, if we did have this camera and had filmed every moment of your relationship with that person, we may see that that person is greeting you with a smile at some point or putting in a word with someone they know so that you get a job or you get some kind of benefit. When we use these words, always and never, we're not just leaving the present moment, but we're actually not communicating accurately. We are not truthfully representing reality. I hope you're able to see that. And if you aren't, reach out to me. If you receive my weekly newsletters in which I share transformative communication tools right in your inbox, tools that, by the way, I don't share anywhere else, then you have my email. And if you don't have my email, the easiest way is to sign up for my newsletter, and then you will. When you sign up for my newsletter, you'll be the first one to know when I have spots available in my coaching practice for one-on-one coaching or for couple communication coaching And you'll be the first one to know when I start a new communication coaching group. To sign up to my newsletter, go to languagealchemy.com. For now, I'd like to encourage you to do this exploration. This week, notice if you're using these two words, always or never, especially when you're talking with someone who has a different opinion, a different idea, a different need, a different value, or a different experience from yours. If you notice you're using those words, notice the impact that the words always and never have. If you see that those words are generating intensity and escalating a conflict, then use other words to come back to the present moment. If you found this episode useful, please take two minutes to leave me a review on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, or Google Podcast. Share a sentence about how the Language Alchemy podcast is contributing to your life and relationships. For example, Dasuji left a review on Apple Podcast. He said, This insightful podcast is a true gem for anyone wanting to transform their communication and relationships through conscious language. Host Alejandra Siroca beautifully guides listeners through topics like authentic expression, compassionate communication, resolving conflicts, vulnerability, and more. In each episode, Alejandra has an engaging tone that makes you feel you're learning from a mentor. I'm so grateful I discovered the Language Alchemy podcast. It's an empowering resource, and I highly recommend subscribing and diving into this goldmine of communication insights. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to us, for these beautiful words and for your generosity, leaving a review and helping others discover the podcast so that like you, they can find the goldmine of communication insights. And now let's recap what you've heard. In this episode, we talked about something we do in our communication that escalates conflicts, and that is that we leave the present moment. That happens when we start talking about things outside the scope of what generated the current conflict and we expand the interaction with events from the past. When this happens, we usually use the words always and never, two words that are generic and inaccurate. I gave you several examples of how these two words weaponized the interaction and left you with an exploration. 
At the end, I encouraged you to reach out to me, to email me, sign up to my newsletter, and leave a review for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and a special thanks to Dazaji. Your words and your encouragement inspired me and helped me keep going. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao ciao. Original music by Gary Lapo. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.